0: are you considering investing in a new roof, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Houston Roofer podcast, where we take a deep dive into the roofing industry and provide you with the latest industry trends, informative interviews, answer all of your roofing questions and provide a buyer's guide for your next roofing project so that you can be confident in the decision that you're making. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Houston Roofer. And today I'm here with Laura Cole. And we're going to be talking about why the cheapest bid is not always the best bid. So, Laura, welcome back. Thank you so much. So I think that everyone wants to get a good deal, right? And especially when it comes to roofing, they obviously want to save money because it is a big investment. I think it's really important for our audience to be educated on why the cheapest bid is not always the best and what the reason is behind it. And it's not just because, oh, certain companies want to charge more because they want to make more money. It's not about that. But I think the more educated our consumers are, and that's the whole reason why you and Joel launched this podcast, Houston Roofer, is to educate buyers and homeowners when they're going to make that big buying decision that they can make it knowing that they are comfortable with the decision that they're making because they have the knowledge and they have more experience and information on why they're making that decision. So let's start with the bidding process and in, in general, when it comes to roofing, like what can you share about how that works? How many bits you think a homeowner should get before even making that decision?
1: Yes. Yeah, so on A daily basis, you know, we are sending out multiple bids to all types of homeowners all over Houston with different needs, different home types, different interests. And we have to really know the client, know what their, you know, true need is at the moment with any type of estimate that's given out especially for contract work, especially for your home, and especially when it can be in the four digit, five digit sometimes six digit range, you should be getting multiple offers. So I use a rule of three. I tell clients that all the time, if we're the first, or we're the second, or we're the third. I always ask, I go, have you gotten any more bids? And that's not being a nosy person, because if they say, no, you're the only one that's like, well, go ahead and get a couple more, you know, so you can compare the numbers. And then it also gives us a chance to to shine more because with my company, I think we're the best. And I think we spend a lot of time with our presentations, with our estimating in general, with our communication with the client. And I want them to see that with our company, they're getting, you know, the white glove service, they're getting a concierge type Feel and I want them to experience that on their own research. So, knowledge is power. I say that all the time. And I want clients to go out and find all the numbers that they need. And with that, you are going to get a variety. There's just so many contractors out there where, wherever you live, there's a multitude of roofing contractors, home improvement contractors in general, and they all estimate differently. A big Issue in the industry that I try to deter my clients away from is when somebody can, it's called ballparking. And clients ask me a lot on the phone, you know, they'll go, Can you just give me a ballpark? My home is 3,000 square feet. And I have to explain to them, Well, if your roof was flat, I could possibly do it off of that. But there's pitches, there's slopes, there's cuts, there's curves. And so with our company, we, order digital measurements. So aerial measurements, we send them through a company that way we can give them a precise to the penny, no haggle offer. And we let them know that upfront, you know, we're going to take the time. We're going to spend the money. We're going to spend the man hours to make sure that you get the most educated estimate for the needs of your home. And it will be the price. And there's no room for that, no room for change. And you know, I can touch on this a little bit, but I think we'll go into a little bit more. And you you have to wonder if a company can haggle with you, where are they cutting the costs? They have to take it out of somewhere. So it's either from their installers, it's either from their product, or they thought they had a big enough margin, I guess, of what they were going to make on the job that they felt like they could just eat some of it, which nine times out of 10, they're taking it from somebody else. They're not going to take it from themselves. And so with those ballparks and those roundabout numbers and people able to take money off, those are just red flags. And I just, I just like to tell the homeowner that in our initial inspection, whenever I'm asking them to get multiple offers and then warning them of different things that can happen along the way.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I was talking to Joel the other day and he shared a story and he was talking about, and it might've actually was on the podcast, I believe. And he was telling me how he had a potential client that Works also gave, gave him a quote. He got some other quotes. Ultimately he ended up going with one of the cheaper quotes and he did that. And then the work was done and he called Joel in a frenzy and being frantic because he discovered that the work was not really done the right way the materials that they were using were not all identical there were like different type of materials and he was worried about even having you know that warranty and in retrospect this client had remorse. Like, Oh my God, I I made the wrong decision and he was calling. But at that point, it was too late. Like there's nothing that, you know, Joel could have done, but that's why we have this podcast. That's why we are educating Houston homeowners and educating our audience on red flags because I mean, quite frankly, like they don't really know and it's okay. And they're not going to know because they're not a roofer, right? They're not a contractor. They're not in that industry. And every homeowner obviously, you know, wants to save money and, and that's normal. But I think there's also that price of what price are you willing to pay to save that money, right? Because you might save a few bucks initially, but then when you have to get your roof repaired, let's say in seven years versus 10 years, it's going to cost you more at some point, right? And I think these are all considerations that homeowners need to have. And what are your thoughts on that?
1: I know exactly that client and it was a total buyer's remorse. And we've actually encountered that a couple of times. And you have to think of where that client is coming from, where they want us to know. They've picked up the phone. It's their build day. They're getting the roof put on and they want us to know, hey, you guys did it right. You know, I am wishing that I went with you. I'm sorry that I'm not going with you. And we do offer them advice. We're like, obviously, you don't feel comfortable with your contractor. You can always call us. If you think that there is something wrong with your roof, we'll come out and check it out for you and give you an unbiased opinion. And if we think that something's not up to code or Something of a workmanship type, we'll write up a report and send it to you because that's just what needs to happen. You know, we're not going to sit there and go, well, you know, you should have gone with us, but you know, like that's what it is. You're not doing this on a day to day basis. We are. And it is great to have this type of a podcast because if I wasn't in this industry, I wouldn't know the first thing. You know, we're homeowners and I would have you know, maybe a couple contractors come out, but I don't need to know everything about my roof because that has nothing to do with probably my job, my day-to-day life. It's it's like, hopefully it's a one-time thing. And to talk more on the, you know, quality of you're saying there's mismatched different brands for the same materials. It's just, that's, terrible. That means they're pulling it out of a warehouse somewhere. It's overflow and they're trying to get rid of it. And they knocked off all this money. And that's how they did it because they're not spending money because they're just throwing everything they have in their warehouse on your roof, unfortunately. And I always tell clients, I say, buy nice, not twice. And in the long run, that's what it is, what you were touching on, where if you're trying to save... And I, I mean, these are... Tens of thousands of dollar investments easily on all homes now, just with all material and lumber prices right now. But you know, you're thinking, Oh, I can save a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars is a lot of money. And I can understand that being a homeowner, like that's very enticing. Okay. I would rather, you know, that's a point that Joel always brings up too. You know, we even do it with our team. Look. A lot of times when somebody has a leak in their roof, they have to get it fixed. Like there is no choice. You have to get it fixed. They would rather spend that money. And I'm sure everybody listening would totally agree with me whenever I say you would rather spend the money on a vacation with you and your family or a boat or the you know nice new car that you've been saving up for. But instead, you have to make that investment on your roof. And it's just because out of necessity. And that's why I think even more, I want to like push that point home is that you really, really, really got to do your due diligence as a homeowner to get these multiple quotes and sit them side by side. Educate yourself in this investment, even if it's briefly learn about all of it. And then let it leave your brain and then replace it with other things after the job is done. But make sure you're comparing apples to apples on these quotes, these line, these detail lines. We, we in the industry know what they stand for. And also you, you need to make sure that your contractor isn't talking to you in terminology. They're talking to you as a person and really showing you either visually, they have samples of the different components that we're talking about putting on your roof. Or they're walking around the home with you, pointing at everything. They're taking a ton of photos, going through the gallery of it with you, pointing out the whys of this is wrong, why we need to replace it and the urgency of it or non urgency. And yeah, so to, I mean, really conclude on that point, repairs are expensive. Who's going to come out for a repair? They want their time to be worth it. Repairs run a higher than a complete replacement. And if you keep having to have people come out or multiple people on your roof doing different work, you have different workmanship on that, it just becomes a mess. And then you're going to have to re-roof again. And that's just, it's it's very avoidable if right in that moment you're going, all right, let me just spend the extra grand so I never have to do this again.
0: Yeah, I think that's the smart thing to do you know you pay a little bit more up front but you don't have to worry about it because then it's done it's taken care of right and when we talk about the quotes obviously homeowners are getting quotes from different vendors and i want to talk a little bit more about on a quote what type of things should they be looking for that are red flags whether they're missing or just non-existent or maybe they're written there, something there that it's like, okay, because like if a homeowner gets three quotes and they're looking at three different pieces of paper with, okay, this is a quote and they're all different. How do they know and how can they assess which one is actually a legitimate quote that it has all the components there and it's not going to be where, okay. Two weeks later, the company is going to say, "Now, actually, you know what? We were wrong. We forgot to include this in there. We didn't see this thing. Now it's going to be an extra 10K.
1: So that is that is really why you want to get the three quotes is to compare the thought, the time, the effort that goes into such a big investment and such a big expenditure. And with our company, we have multiple ways to present to the client, but it, it's on a great platform. Our presentations for your estimates are typically between 10 to 15 pages. Now, mind you, they're visually appealing and it's not all just words, but it educates the homeowner. It educates them on our company, on how we'll treat your build day and the different measures that we take, the people that we you know employ, the brands that we use and why. And then we have, I mean, a line by line by line by line itemized list of absolutely everything that will go into your roof. And for a typical roof, that's, that's somewhere along the lines of about 25 to 30 line items. And that's a lot. So that's everything that's going in there. That's not including upgrades or anything like that. But they each one of them has a brief description of what that is. So nobody knows what galvanized two-by-twos are. But in the description, it says this is the metal drip edge that goes around the perimeter of your home to prevent rot, to deflect water. And so you get a visual. You get educated as you're going through. And we do a lot of these presentations in-home with the clients. And so that way you have that person to person type of setting. And there's about two or three times where you pause in the initial presentation and say, do you have any questions? Does that make sense to you? You know, does this sound like something you want to move forward with? And that's where they can ask and they can go, "I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then we have plenty of PDFs or website links and everything for just further research if, they, if they'd if they like. Then you'll have another quote that's one page and it's maybe five, six items on there. And it's got, you know, company letterhead on the top and it's got, you know, this is valid for 30 days and it's scribble signed by whomever the inspector was. And it's like handed to you or emailed to you or mailed to you. Some people get it in the mail still. And I can't imagine how long you have to wait for that. A lot of companies are still old school, writing everything up, down on paper. We're trying to be as digital as possible. I think it's just easier for the client. They don't have to worry about holding on to it or losing it. It's just in their email.
0: It's better for yes. the environment, too.
1: Absolutely. I like that as well. So, our Zoom meetings, not everybody's really on to them yet, but if we don't have to spend gas to go, get, go out there to your house, we can do a Zoom meeting. You don't have to turn your camera on. We can just present. And you can ask questions. Also, you'll get that third quote that's written on the spot and it's a ballpark. And they'll write it on a piece of paper or they'll just email it over to you or they'll send it to you in a text message. You know, they go, yeah, it'll be about 15,000. And you have to like wonder, well, that can go one of two ways. It's 15,000 because you're overcharging me in case you run into other issues or it's 15,000 And you're going to change it on me later because you didn't properly account for all of my measurements or you didn't even go in my attic to see if I had proper ventilation. If I had signs of water damage, if my roof was falling from underneath those shingles that you just walked on for two minutes. And those are the those are like the three all the time. You get this like crazy New tech kind of driven quote all the time. And then you get this like one page kind of random and they're like kind of the middle guy. You're like, okay, it seems like they've done this before. And then you get the ballpark on the spot and they go, all right. And then that's usually like the high pressure sales tactic. You know, they go, all right, 15,000. Let's go ahead and sign it. You know, we'll go ahead and get you put on the build. And homeowners are kind of like flustered. Usually they're like, uh, I don't know. Yes. No, I don't know. So it's stressful. And really to recap on that is make sure it's extensive. Make sure you understand it. There is nothing wrong with taking notes or calling up your contractor and going, Hey, if they're not in front of you, whenever you receive it, or they can't come by or something is saying, Hey, I need you to explain this to me. And if they can't explain it to you, That's a huge red flag too. They can explain it to you. You also have to wonder what else are we missing here? There's already kind of a lack of communication. So, I mean, and it just happens so often. And with this oversaturated market, just market, just in roofing, people have just, companies have gotten away with this for so long. The bar is so low. And as we were stating before, typically, a roof is like a need, an immediate need. Sometimes, and to backtrack as well, we were kind of like talking about how the homeowner wants to go, All right, good, it's over with. I don't ever have to deal with it again. But that is true. That's a big chunk. And then there are clients that have saved up and want to put a metal standing seam roof on their home. And they're so excited about the aesthetics of it and the the glamour of it all. Because roofing can be beautiful and it's a huge statement piece on your home. And if somebody has saved up and worked hard at their job and got a promotion and that's what they want to spend it on, they're going to be so proud to do that. And then you definitely need to make sure that all the time and money that you've invested into making this purchase, that they're doing it as well. They're meeting you right in the middle of the road and there's great communication, transparency, and they are just a bucket of knowledge and you can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah, I think those are all such great, you know, ways to really determine if what you're getting is is really a legitimate quote or is it just a fluffed up quote that's like, hey, it's it's only gonna be this much, but sign right now, and that's the other thing. Because it's a big decision you know, I don't think that anyone should be forced into signing and sleazy sales tactics because it is a big decision. And once you sign, you're basically legally contracted, right? And I think that it's more about, I would say, like, even if you have that like instinct and you follow your instinct, if you have a bad feeling about working with a particular roofing company or they kind of rub you the wrong way, then you probably want to listen to that instinct because... There's a reason why you feel that way. And I think that I would say, you know, if you're trying to pick between three different roofers, one of the things that you also want to consider is this is someone that you're going to have a ongoing relationship with. This is someone that's going to be coming into your home. That's going to be on the top of your roof. That's going to be in your backyard. So I think it's really important to choose someone also that you feel comfortable with and that you feel like you would have a good working relationship with. Because if you don't see eye to eye in the beginning, I mean, trust me, you're not going to see eye to eye during the project and that whole roofing project is going to turn out to be a complete disaster. I think that's another consideration. And Laura, you shared so many great tips, so thank you for that. I know our audience will get so much value out of it. Any last thoughts before we close up?
1: I mean, absolutely. This is what this podcast is for. I I love to speak this to clients every day. I love to educate. I love to let them know, hey, you don't have to go With us, you don't have to go with the other person. You don't have to go with anybody. You're not 100%. You're correct. Not feeling a great instinct, intuitiveness with. And that's what it is. With such an oversaturated market, it's not hard to go call another roofing company until you find the right one for you. And using these tips, it's just going to help that. It's going to help you be on the lookout for the build and, and bail type clients and, and companies. And another big thing just uh, to touch on is you really have to consider also when you're, you're getting these cheaper bids or less expensive bids, that the workmanship warranty that they're promising you, it is completely void if they're not in business anymore. So if they are some, a builder or roofer that quotes low and then does change orders all the time and adds more to their prices, that's going to get around and people aren't going to hire them and they're going to go out of business. And then you also have the ones that bid very low, but that's because they're very uneducated in their business of how they actually need to estimate to survive their business and so if they give you a 5, 7-year, 10-year workmanship warranty, but they're not around when your roof starts leaking or cuz you had, you know, not great installers or great materials, you're not they're not able that answer the phone because it, it'll be disconnected. So that's also a big thing too. You don't want this to be an investment like a car where you have to go get the oil changed every certain you know, 5,000 miles. You have to get your brakes checked. You got to vacuum out the seats to keep it in great condition and running. It should be done right the first time. And that's what you spent your investment on. So you can go about your life and not have to worry about it anymore.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And Joel and I were just talking about that. The fact that You know, if you have to fix something that wasn't done right or you have to now get a new roof like seven years in versus 10 years in, that's going to be another hassle down the road. That again, it's money, it's investment, it's time investment. Time is money. And those are all things to consider. So thank you so much. And speaking of, you know, the workmanship warranties for our audience, our next episode is actually going to be about that. So make sure that you guys download that episode as well, because we're going to be talking about what you need to know about workmanship warranties. And it's going to be a really enlightening episode as well, where you can learn all about that. So thank you so much, Laura, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to the Houston roofer podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and take a moment to share it with your friends. Visit our podcast website to listen to all the latest episodes at www.houstonrooferpodcast.com and follow TrueWorks Roofing on social media. Our handle is TrueWorks Roofing and check out our website www.trueworksroofing.com or call us at area code 713 903 roof to schedule a roof repair or roof replacement consultation. See you on the next episode.